Welcome everyone to another episode of the Definitive Crusade. As always, I'm your host, joining the Machine News, and joining me this week is Matthew. Matthew, how's it going? It's going well, Johnny. How about you? Well, you know what? I'm a bit miffed. Really? You give Josh, you give him some time off to go and do Dr. Pepper stuff. Right. I hear, I hear he's been hanging out with the MPP guys, reading migraine books, drinking Diet Coke. Of all, uh, Diet Coke, of all. Diet Coke. Hey! Really? <laughs> really? You've been drinking Diet Coke on us? I can't believe it. I can't believe it for a I'm second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweet. This means we can do four books. Woo! We can do four books again. Now that he's, oh, he's back. He's back. He's back. Damn it. Damn, Damn it, it, Barry Allen. <laughs> Joshua, good to see you, my friends. Good to How be back. Glad is, to have you back. Yeah, it was good to be back. It was, uh, Fun little hiatus. If you guys haven't checked out the one-year anniversary special of the Pepper Pack podcast, go check it out. It was fantastic being able to record that from the Dr. Pepper Museum. I have to it's say, cool. I can't believe that's a year. It only seems like yesterday you were popping your first bottle of Dr. Pepper. I know. <laughs> He's just, and so many Dr. Peppers have been drank since then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. many. Um, that I weekend to- alone. So um, I'll give you some Dr. Pepper news just because I know you're into this sort of stuff. My wife was at uh, a premiere in mm-hmm. in, um, in the UK, in York, uh, which is about an hour south from where I am. And on the uh, soft drink menu was free refills of Diet Coke, Tango, which is an orange drink. Do you guys have Tango? I'm not sure if you have like a uh, orange drink. Very rarely do I see um, it. Yeah. But... Dr. Pepper Zero was there as well. Ooh. She sent me a she sent me a photo. I'll send it over to the pop uh, the Pe- Pepper podcast so you can have a look at it and and give her the, the Peter yeah. Pepper Peter Pepper Pepper podcast. Yeah, yes, the that one, one, that one, the one that the, the one that Peter Parker pops a pepper on because of right. <laughs> which, which, funny enough, will be making an appearance on Spider Man Three. Hey, there you go. hey, 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 <laughs> dope. I, I, I'm just waiting for my actor, acting card to come through so I can be on in Spider-Man 3, I'm sure. Right? Yeah. yeah right. Sure. Just waiting on my uh, my SAG-AFTRA. Yeah. 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 Waiting for my echo when you come through because, hey, every every movie needs another, you know, English accent in there, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you're, just, you, you're the narrator. You're the narrator. <laughs> I, you know, I, I would be okay with that. You know, I, I made the jokes that... I would prefer to have Morgan Freeman narrate my life, but I, I'd be fine if Johnny did that too. Hey, excellent. You just you just <laughs> gotta be careful for him not to go on any tangents and you know miscommunicate anything. Whoa, whoa, hey, you're the tangent king. I mean Johnny does have a point. Just kidding. 
All right, all right, okay. All fun <laughs> and frivolity out of the way. Sound of the serious, serious business of looking at some DC comics. And as always, we have a bit of a selection for you. Mm -hmm. um, we are going to start off with the second issue of a book that um, was it pretty much a, a, a gimme when this book rolled through on the old uh, playlist. Yeah. Um, it... <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about Robin 2. Um, it's written by Joshua Williamson, art by, and I've got to say, the fantastic Glebe Melnikov. Um, colours by Luis Guerra, uh, and letters by ALW's Troy Pateri. Excellent. Um, Matthew, this is your choice, my friend. It Take was. Away. It was my choice. And as you said, it was my first pick. I didn't even like look through yeah. the rest of the list. As soon as he sent me the list of what we were going to be discussing this week, I was like, Robin, that's that's the only one I see. That one right there. <laughs> that, that's scary considering the list was in alphabetical order and Robin's the first one you came to. Yeah, right? <laughs> I literally just went, Robin, <laughs> Let's be honest, because he was hoping for Red Hood. Look, we're not going to spill. So all of course, now. he was going to look for the R's. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! But still, this, as we know, I, I did Robin uh, issue one a couple weeks ago, or a few weeks ago now. Um, I was I was enthralled with the book. I loved it, uh, and so I saw this, and I really wanted to do, uh, you know just the continuation of the series. And I love it. I love being able to pick up a book and dedicate myself to that series and mm -hmm. love it so much that I want to keep reading it. And that's the reason why I wanted to pick this. It's because I wanted to find out more because the last we left off, Robin died. Yes. You know, it's not Jason Todd, Johnny. No, I not know. Jason. Jason. Oh. No, it's if Damien. You want that, read Death in the Family. You can watch it's, Jason die over It's a few issues again. ago. A few issues ago. You might remember it. There's something about a warehouse. Just just go back and read it. Go check out the old timers <laughs> comic book show. That's where we talk about J Jason getting his just desserts. Pretty, Pretty much. <laughs> but Damien, Damien this time, he, you know, as we left off from the last issue, he's been fighting in tournaments, trying to find a way to enter this tournament specifically on uh, Lazarus Island. And when we last left off, he died. Uh, flatline, <gasps> flatline killed him, straight up, just like stabbed him through the heart. And as we see, ripped his heart out. Mm -hmm. That's right, he ripped his heart out. I just remembered the hand through the chest. It totally went Superman injustice. Roadhouse uh, went Roadhouse. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I was curious to where they would pick up from this, and apparently they explain it immediately in the beginning. They show Robin being revived, basically his heart healing, and then he goes. Boom! Wait a second, you're telling me he's revived after being dead? Is he a mutant? Is what? he on Krakoa? Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, Ravager is there right beside him, and she proceeds to explain why he's alive. Basically, as long as you're on Lazarus Island, you can't die. Essentially is what she says. And yeah. she goes on to explain the rules of the tournament, about like everybody has three deaths, before they die for real. Uh, very baseball of us all, isn't it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so it's a fight. It's a tournament fight to the death. Last one standing wins the prize of immortality. Um, and as I said, you have essentially three tries, three strikes mm -hmm. and you're out. 
You're out. It's the bottom of the ninth, and Robin's in the final inning. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so, so would that make Bullock the umpire? Because I would totally love to see him go. But Ravager then proceeds, but like, hey, I can probably teach you a few things. We should team up. And yada. And Robin's like, I don't I only work alone. Can't imagine where he'd get that. You what, you exactly. Really deep voice for a 13 year old. Look, he was raised by Batman, who, who, who does this. Like, raised by the league. I only work alone. Okay. Oh, I should have extended that vacation. Mm. <laughs> oh, man. But once again, artwork's really well done. Uh, I personally like this little interaction. Uh, if you go back, this little interaction that he has. Uh, he immediately notices Flatline and Ravager goes, careful, you can't fall for the first girl who kills you. <laughs> and I thought that was really funny. For some reason, it caught me off guard. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of truth to that. Yeah, right. You know, a woman who can kick my ass. Well, doesn't love always <laughs> rip your heart out at some point? In, in, some, in some ways, yeah. yeah. Is that not the metaphor <laughs> in place? Not going to debate that. Uh, but yeah, as we move on, we see uh, she goes to talk about the tournament, say that some people have already lost their first life, like Robin, um, so on and so forth. And uh, as we go through, we're reading that Robin is there for his own, as, as we kind of expected. He's there for his own reasons. Ravager explains uh, who's the biggest threat on the islands. Uh, you know, there's the uh, guy who looks like uh, uh, Slade. I don't remember his name off the top of my head. Copyright Respawn. Respawn. Copyright infringements. Yes, that's right. Uh, she said that he's one of the biggest problems, the uh, black swan behind him. Uh, they were like, he. she killed like a whole, uh, everybody in her acting troupe and all the audience because she got too into the white swan character. Then there's uh, XXL, who is like this, little boy but his ego makes robin look humble to quote well, they say that but we've not seen it yet so exactly we have that, we have that joy to uh to uh look forward to then she <laughs> mentions flatline and with the biggest threat being uh the guy on the next page connor hawk, hawk. connor hawk mm -hmm. where have you where have you been the uh green arrow son to be tut, tut, tut. Just hanging out on Lazarus just Island. Just hanging out on Lazarus Island, just, you know, doing his own thing. Uh, but apparently he's been also trained by the League of Shadows, and, you know, they're, they're all in this tournament. Mm -hmm. And it's just going into detail about the fighters, who he's going to be going up against, yada, 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 until we get later into the issue where he, we see him, uh, you know, just kind of – Stalking he's somebody, he's stalking somebody <laughs> at night, and that's another rule. There's no fighting at night, which makes me think that I said I don't know much about Lazarus Island. It makes me think that the only time people can't die is when the sun's up. It's like gremlins. Whatever you do, don't get them wet. Don't feed them after midnight, mm -hmm. <laughs> and don't don't get a don't cut yourself. <laughs> right. <laughs> So, is, that, is that the same rules we, we use with children? Uh, sometimes. I mean, at least don't feed them after midnight. 
Hey, I live, I live by the beach. The kids are always getting wet, so, you know. Yeah, you know. <laughs> In one way or another. <laughs> to be fair, just to clarify that, they were getting thrown in the sea. That's how we're getting wet. That's that's how they're getting wet, right? <laughs> Josh. That's how they're getting wet. They're just they're going in the ocean. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, sorry, yeah. Josh. <sighs> Josh, Josh, like I came back too soon. <laughs> I mean, so Josh, just so you know, you've used all your vacay days for this uh, season. Sorry, mate. Mm-hmm. You, to- <laughs> you gotta wait for season two. I'm gonna have a strong word worded letter to the uh, audio guy. That's all right. He only hears he doesn't read. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, this is a very good issue. It kind of goes on, you know. As I said, he's stalking somebody. Uh Reveals the largest Lazarus pit he's ever seen. Him and Ravager are, or sorry, not Ravager. uh, Flatline end up, you know, talking to each other for a while. Um, and then he goes to run away. Ravager catches him, and she's like, "I can teach you something that your father and your mother never taught you whatsoever, and that's how to have fun." And it goes Yay. over to the other side of the island. People are partying at night, you know, having drinks, having a good time. Cool, excellent. And that's kind of where it leaves off. Is a uh, Ravager trying to teach Damien how to uh, how to have fun. It's kind of like an episode of Below Decks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Okay. Good shout. So you enjoyed this book then, Matthew? Yes? I did, and I'm curious to see where it goes. Cool. Excellent. Josh, uh, did you have a chance to catch up with Robin One? If not, were you all of a, a flounder when uh, you saw good old Damien minus his ticker? So I, I enjoyed this book. I mean, the first one, I was a little hesitant. Uh, I did mention that it had a very... Mortal Kombat ish feel. Get over um, here. Exactly. Um, and and it still has that feel. However, now that we kind of get a little more information, I mean not a lot, but a little bit more on the the purpose of the island, it pieces are starting to fall together. The thing I appreciated the most about this book, it did not feel like a filler. Mm-hmm. Because the story is actually progressing forward. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the fact that this is only issue two and the story is actually going somewhere. That's that's what I appreciated. Um, again, we get Damien's, you know, sass, his attitude, his, his arrogance, um, which has been captured so well in this book. Um, and I like the fact that it was explained that all the combatants on, on the Island have no problem killing. So it was clarified there. And of course, on, on this particular page, we get to see Damien just kick ass and take names. And I think this, this page, yes, Nine panel page or more, because I know Johnny probably looked at this and went, "Oh, yeah, it's all right. It's a double spread. I'm all right with that." Okay, but I mean, I I thought this was so well done, put together so well to show Damien's ability to kick ass and take names. 
So yeah. I, I'm very pleased with, with the story. I'm, I thought the artwork was spot on. The colors were fantastic. So uh, it's looking up as far as Robin goes. Um, but I'm still going to be cautious because um, I've had books in the past that get me really excited in issues one and two and then come three or four starts to go downhill. So I'm not going to hold my breath on it just yet. But All right. <clears throat> so um, I have to say that this book, um, I was kind of, when I saw it on the list, I knew Matthew would go for this. Um, and I read it and I didn't want to like it because <laughs> Damien really does my head in after a while. But I thoroughly enjoyed it from page one onwards. Um, I loved how um, there's got the, the baseball. It's like they the, the tell you that someone's going to die, then they do that, then they change it to the three strikes thing. You know full well it's probably going to be someone's going to die at the, the turn of dusk and it's going to be a turn of dawn or something like that. And it's like, <gasps> you know, but it'll be like a second after the sun goes up or down. That, that reflects yeah. It. yeah. So mm. that's, I'm waiting for that. Um, the setup. I, you knew it was never going to be dead anyway, so yeah, that was kind of interesting. I've always liked Ravager. Ravager's a cool little character. Um, good to see her get some uh, attention. Um, Respawn, I could absolutely do without, without whatevs. Um, my favourite bit, I think, is I liked how everyone's got a secret agenda. Ravager's clearly up to something. Robin's up to something. And, of course, Mother Death is up to something as well. We're hence the giant... Um, Lazarus pitch, which which I think needs some sort of soul like sacrifices, which is why people have to die to feed energy into the Lazarus. But I'm just guessing at that. Um, I also liked the art, um, and if we can just take a quick jump, I think it's page nine. Keep going. There, stop there. Back one. I love that panel there where Robin's jumped into the fray. Where mm -hmm. He's got his like back shriek and ready to go. I think mm -hmm. that's just a well. That captures Damien perfectly. Mm -hmm. And that, that's another point that I really liked is that we've seen, you know, Damien being raised by Batman not to be killed. You know, he was started mm -hmm. as being trained as the uh, League of Assassins and then mm -hmm. was taught by Batman not to kill. And we've thoroughly seen him being trained not to kill, but to incapacitate his opponents. And now he finally gets to let loose what he was originally trained to do. And then mm -hmm. we get this page. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so, you know, it's all... It's all good. Um, I like that Bruce is having issues with, with voices of Alfred in his head. Mm -hmm. his, um, and I think he's also appeared in Nightwing um, since Tom Taylor took over it. So it's good to see that he's having an impact on young Damien as well. So I think yeah. all in all, whoever's uh, editor-in-chief of the, the Batman line, the fact they've still got that kind of semi-loose continuity between the books does kind of you know reflect the emotional status of the characters which i think is is, is really good mm -hmm. um yeah I, i've got to say i'm kind of with josh on this i'm waiting i am waiting for the other shoe to drop or the other batarang to drop uh to kind of spoil this but for right now the you know the book is it's really fun it's a really good fun book i would never have thought that i would be saying that about a josh williamson book because i absolutely dislike his flash run like nobody's business, but Gleb Melkinov just man, I saw his stuff on uh, the Angel Book Friday W. 
Oh, boom, I think it was. Uh, and it was it was fantastic. So, you know, good to see him back in comic books. Definitely. Well, and, and we've seen that happen where one one writer or one artist will do absolutely garbage on one book. Yeah. They jump over to a different character, and it's like night and day. Joelle Jones, for example, on the Catwoman, Wonder Girl, mm -hmm. Wonder Woman uh, uh, idea. I mean, we all loved the idea of Catwoman getting a new book, and then it kind of fell flat. Every time we looked at it, we were like, really? Catwoman? Really? And, yeah. You know, and but yet, Yara Flaw, the, the Wonder Girl, you know, because she got demoted, um, is absolutely, you know, tip top still. You know? Yeah. Really cool. It's a good point to make. All right. There you go. One down. Two to go. Who's next up in the ring? Well, it wouldn't be a DC. <laughs> it wouldn't be a DC review show if it wasn't for pesky old pointy ears. That's right. This time around, <laughs> Detective Ten Thirty Six. I'm a man. Where is she? Where are the other drugs going? Swear to me. <laughs> Josh. Wow. Come on, join in. Come on, Josh. Have some fun. Let loose, man. You just got back from vacation. Why do I have to do this? Yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now that the audio guy is going to have connotations when he hears this and go, what the hell's going on? Back to business. Detective 1036. Is it 1036? 1036, yes. 1036, yes, sir. Do we have the old image? There we go. So oh, I've got to say, there we go. Great to see the Huntress back. And she looks gorge in every story in this book. This is a two-story book. Uh, she looks gorge in both of them. Um, so both parts are uh, written by Mariko Tamaki. Uh, first part is by Dan, art is by Dan Mora. Um, second part's Clayton Henry. Uh, Colours are by Georgia Belair, who I think, as I say every time I talk about her, is fantastic, regardless of which book, regardless of which company she's working for. And again, she pulls double duty on the on the book, as does Letra, Adita Bidika, um, who you might have seen on some indie stuff before moving over to DC. There you go. Introductions done. Joshua, tell us about the book. Wow, I'll admit no. that, one, that one was a, a bit much for my taste too. But I'm gonna I'm gonna need a Dr Pepper after this one. Oh, <laughs> damn, maybe a little. I was gonna say with a little bit of a little bit of something something in it. A little yeah. some some little extra extra if you know what I mean. All right, so Detective Comics. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell my secrets. I'm Batman. Don't tell my secrets. <laughs> Whatever. He's told everyone in the DC universe who he is. Yeah, um, not the truth. <laughs> <laughs> but Detective Comics 1036. So this continues the story, which, if I recall, I know it's been a long time, but we were actually pretty intrigued by 1035. Do you mean what? 25 to 11? <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so Batman is trying to figure out who has killed Sarah Worth. Mm -hmm. And the last panel, we see Sarah standing there looking like an absolute zombie. But um, we, as we go through 
I don't think Sarah is who she says she is. No. I, I know. I'm talking crazy talk here. The first thing I want to note about this book, I loved seeing that front page of the Gotham Gazette. Mm-hmm. That, was cool. that, that was just classy. And to get the whole Detective Comics 1027 homage right there on the front page, I thought it was great. So... But the zombie has a very uh, a lot of remnants of uh, a villain that we don't get to see a whole lot of. Not anymore, anyways. No, no. Um, But for a while there, I'm thinking, is this Clayface? Is it? But I like the twist that this story is taking. And I don't know about you, but I think they're intru- they could be introducing a new villain. <clears throat> Who's the new villain? Lady Clayface. She's not new. Just want to say that. Well, I'll make a note for that for the next Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> She's not a new, new Clayface. Well, if you go back to Detective Comics 6, Oh, what? No, six. Uh, so let me work out 604 to 609. You'll find that that is the Mud Pack four parter written by Alan Grant and Norm Bray Fogel, in which Lady Clayface absolutely totally makes an appearance. There you go, she's an oh. instigator of the crimes. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay, see, we all learn something new. I'm not the only one. This happens a lot when I'm on a show with Johnny. I tend to learn more about comics than I ever knew existed. Exactly. But uh, going it, back, help. well, I'm I'm glad uh, that that's yeah, that's I'm, why we keep you here. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for pointing that out. So <laughs> wait, 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 wait! I'm not a horse here. What are you guys going attacking on? me? So never. But I think the biggest thing that stands out in this book is the artwork throughout the entire book. Top notch. Yes, Jordi Belair knocked this one out of the park again. I don't even care that it's another baseball reference. But my, I think my favorite panel, though, is this one of Bruce. Hasn't put the mask on yet, but just standing there in the suit. He's put Lady Clayface in the duffel bag. Because <laughs> where else is he going to put her? Well, yeah, you know, makes sense. But I, I don't know. It, this, this book just really showed Gotham the way that it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I'm really excited to see where this story goes. Huntress, Johnny, as you said, she's smoking. Absolutely. Now, tell you what, that's how you draw a woman without over-sexualizing her. Exactly. She's just powerful. Just that stance. Yeah. And, and for her to say Here's that it. she's a faster shot than Batman, and then he says, I doubt that, I'm like, mm, I would love to see that challenge. Right. She would kick his ass and then some. But 
yeah, I just, th this book was just fun to read. And again, the artwork is spectacular. So mm -hmm. whether you're caught up on the story or not, this is one worth picking up because it is really, I think, one of the best books so far this year. Wow. Just, just from an art standpoint. That is high praise. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and to be honest, I I didn't get through the second story because, well, I was just so caught up. I mean, look at this panel with the penguin. Honestly, all of it's all of it's gorgeous. It is absolutely. You look at this book and you're blown away. Mm -hmm. This is one of those books that I think, you know, when people say things like, and you guys are both gamers, right? You know yeah. that you know when you play Arkham City for the first time, mm. and you drop down to the like on the way to the courthouse, and you do your first little mini flight. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and, and the city just, just looks so big, and you're like, "Wow, this looks like I'm never going to see this city like this again." Because it's like repetition. This yeah. book is kind of like that. You never you're going to read this book for the first time, and you're going to be blown away, and then you're going to be saddened because you're never going to feel that way again because you've seen it once and it. It can't get better than this. You can't, yeah. can't recapture that moment. Yeah, exactly right. I, I remember very vividly the very first time I played Arkham City. I finished it in exactly 12 hours. I went over to my uh, brother's place. He was like, hey, I just got this game. You should play it. I said, cool, let's play. And I started it at 12 o'clock midnight and finished it at 12 noon the next day. Like whole storyline, everything. I could not put it down. It was a wonderful game. And as you said, the the uh, the scape of the city, yeah. the cityscape is just marvelous, and it was really well captured in this book mm -hmm. and through the artwork. I would say that the fact that Jordi Belair is doing such an amazing job, the best is yet to come, mm -hmm. especially with this story. Mm. Cool. And I'm cool. interested to see where all this pink eye stuff is going to go because apparently that's like something that's spreading you know batman mentions later on or earlier on where it's like something's wrong in the city people are disappearing more often than usual with no known cause and then we start seeing glimpses at people essentially going berserk and hurting other people and then dying from whatever this symptom is so um, this, is, this is covid 45. ah oh, okay well thank you for spoiling well you know <laughs> Make sure to wear your goggles. Yeah, <laughs> don't, we don't wear masks anymore. <laughs> They're all Just goggles. Wear, wear the goggles. Don't touch your eyes. You're good. You're fine. <laughs> Johnny's sitting there going, oh. <laughs> I just, want, I just want to check the uh, NHSGov.uk website to see if that is true advice. It isn't. Right. Fake news. <laughs> Fake news. <laughs> we haven't had that for a while. All right. <laughs> I, I do have one one big thing I really want to say about this series is that, that uh, you know, the first two that came out, we were all about the artwork just like we are now. And then it went over to the Huntress storyline, which didn't mm -hmm. seem to be tied in or mm -hmm. anything. And so we, I think, I think, uh, Josh had mentioned on the first issue that he didn't read it. And I was, I read through it and I was like, yeah, you know, it's different. It's a nice little different take on it. Cause you go from dark and gritty to light. Mm -hmm. I believe that's pretty much what I said, but mm -hmm. then we yeah. see the stories kind of come together in this issue 
they, we start seeing why they did the two separate issues because they start yeah. melding together. And so it's, it's made me rethink my position on the double, double story. In a good way or a bad way? In a good way, because yeah. you know, it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like when you're watching like uh house, for example, watching house MD, yeah, you see yeah. house's storyline with this patient. And then you see this patient going on and then, this weird chance of them, you know, coming into contact and house is like, I've got yeah. the issue. I've got, I've got the solution. And so it's yeah. kind of like seeing the culmination of two stories meld in together to yeah. create something more. I absolutely, like yeah, I, I totally get that. It's a really good, good way of kind of linking them together to give, I suppose the backup story, some added value. Cause you don't want to watch, don't want to like have a backup story that has no like impact. Cause otherwise it's just a waste of pages. Right. Um, it does kind of sometimes strike a little bit convenient that you've got in all of Gotham. <laughs> there's two people that get attacked and somehow along in all of Gotham, they're interlinked somewhere. You know, I, but I am going to air with you on this one. I think it's a canny little way of, of, of bringing everything together um mm. it definitely works um for me this book and i <sighs> detective i saw this on twitter someone said this week what's the difference between detective comics and batman because to me to this person they're just the same book nothing can be further from the truth mm -hmm. detective has always been the thinking man's batman book batman the comic is like your summer blockbuster Mm -hmm. Yeah, yep. Detec Detective Comics is like the kind of um, clever little indie film that you watch, right? The Sherlock the Holmes. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the clues in the title, to be honest, Detective. Yeah, um, there's a lot going on in this story. It is a little bit convoluted, so you've got to pay attention, um, which I don't mind because I think you know what I'm in it for the long haul. I want to, I want a comic book that has impact. I want a comic that takes me longer than. 20 seconds to read mm -hmm. you know? so you know especially when you're paying like four dollars 99 five dollars 99 for a book you want an experience you don't want it to be done in like literally split so, right yeah. but no um art's great and uh, it's good to see her the huntress getting some some attention i think she's been especially the bertinelli huntress she's been absolutely uh misappropriated throughout U52, Rebirth, when she was in the Grayson book. It's like, and then she's part of the Bat family, but she isn't part of the Bat family because mm -hmm. it's Bertinelli, not Wayne. And, of course, you've got Wayne over in Batman and Catwoman. Um, so I'd like to see Huntress become more prominent in, in the Batman mythos. Hell, give us another Huntress miniseries, and I will be all over it if Dan Moore is, is on that. I, I see her a lot, a lot like the female Red Hood, to be honest. So. <sighs> you're addicted. You're absolutely <laughs> you're addicted. <laughs> Look, they're both anti-heroes. It's so. like, oh, I can't walk past a can of original Coca-Cola without thinking, man, that's a red can, just like the red hood. Just, just like the red hood. Oh man. All right. Okay. So two thumbs up. So there you go. We've got two good books, two books that we've absolutely loved to bits. Will the third, will the third hold the the, uh, the average, or will we be uh, dropping like a stone? Um, 
No, it didn't get awkward at all. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Look, we just it's just common, you know, you know, it's just a common case of like big Red Hood fan versus not Red Hood fan. So and on that note, whilst we redress our uh, cans of Coke and pepper and God knows what else is going on right now, uh, here's an advert for something that I believe is up and coming. There you have it. Fresh off the press. Keep your eyes peeled for more information as the date gets closer. Uh, I will I will have to say, I believe the wrong video may have been played because on my screen, it just showed the 30-second countdown and nothing ah, else. See, no, that is the magic. That That's is the, the magic. magic, magic the podcast. Cool. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, I just, wanted, I just wanted to be sure because I didn't see anything. And normally, whenever something's posted, it shows on my screen what everybody well, else sees. So see, I, what, I, see I, what happened? <laughs> so when you... When, Matthew, when you put your red hood on, the eye bits go at the front. That's right. My eye, I, I can't see. Right. Yeah. I, I just, yes. When you put it on, just do this. Look, I don't oh. I don't have my helmet on yet. Uh, okay. All <laughs> right. I'm just trying to, trying to, you know. <laughs> okay. So we'll just put these on and I'll just. Uh, I don't have my glasses. Otherwise, I would be like, I've, I've got. Does that oh no, I don't. Uh, oh wait, yes, I do. I have two twenty-sided die. That's about the best I got. <laughs> All right, next up, Ooh, natural twenty. Okay, I Josh. could bring up. <laughs> I I could totally be back in the Texas sun right now. Mm. You could, but I you're could. having a good time with us. Well, don't lie, don't yeah, lie. You're having fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, come on. Josh, just that last message you sent is two. There's only one T in there. Hand my notice in. There's only one T in that. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, what's going on? <laughs> All right. Okay. Last book. Um, it's my choice. <laughs> Good luck. Um, where were we? This is, um, it's a one shot. It's mm -hmm. a one shot. Thank and it's God. leading what? into the Stargirl up and coming series. This is Stargirl Spring Break, written by. Star Girl creator himself, Jeff Johns, uh, art by Todd Nuke, or uh, Nauk, I, I never know how to pronounce it. Colors by Hi Fi and letters by Rob Lee. All right, so this is a reintroduction to Star Girl. Um, it's part of the uh, DC Infinite Frontier stuff, so therefore, you get cross continuity like nobody's business. There are some uh, JSAs in this, seven soldiers in this, pretty much all sorts of crazy shenanigans. Josh, as you're on holiday, uh, we're going to hit you up first for this. Stargirl Spring Break. Anyway. I, I mean, it's an event book. That's that's the way that I look at it. Was this my cup of tea? No. No. In fact, I, as I was reading it, it felt more like a crossover between DC and an Archie comic. Yeah, okay, I can say that definitely. Um, just you, you have kind of the dark moments with Green Arrow and Red Arrow, and then when Stargirl comes in, that's where the Archie feel came in, and I feel like the art followed suit. Okay. 
I, I struggle with Stargirl because it's just like it's it's not my not my thing. And so the colors were nice. I don't think you can go that far, my friend. <laughs> no, they were really nice, and I, I'm trying to be nice about the book. Um, yeah. <laughs> so not your not your cup of tea. No, no. I I mean I I tried to give it a, a good honest chance, but I just I I struggled with it. It's not one of those books that gets my attention. So. All right, fair point. Uh, okay. Um, so just so we know, Teen Titans go for you next time. Got it? Okay. <laughs> oh, oh. Um, <laughs> We're going to play that game. Okay. Uh-huh. Pretty I much. Know. That was low. <laughs> okay, well. Let's go look. When's the next Red Hood book come out? Yeah, let's do all Red Hood next week. Yeah. Uh, oh, looks like looks like I've got a vacay coming up. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Coincidentally. Uh... <laughs> um, all right. Okay. So, um, what is it about um, Star Girl that's not your cup of tea? Is it the justice society element? Is the fact that she's she's younger? You know, is it is it it's just too cheery? I I think that's that's it. For whatever reason, I like my my books to be very dark and broody. Um. I mean, e- even when I read indie books, you know, I I struggle with a lot more of the happy-go-lucky. I kind of need to have that dark and twisted um, tone, if you will, for me mm-hmm. to enjoy it. Because comic books, for me, allows me to escape reality. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times the darker books just allows me to relax and let the stress go with with the chaos of the story. All right. And I don't fair. necessarily get that with this book. All right. It's a fair, fair assessment. Um, Matthew, Stargirl fan? Uh, so. I'm quiet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, I, I like the book. I didn't like it nearly as much as any of the other books that I've done before or read before. Uh, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. But I kept getting, I kept forgetting it was a DC book. Ooh, I kept, I kept feeling more like, oh, I'm reading. Am I, am I reading a Marvel? Am I reading a DC? No, it's DC characters because the Star Girl is DC. But I'm just from the lightheartedness, it felt a lot like a Marvel book. even when they got to the fight scene, uh, when they were, you know, fighting the ship and fighting the time uh, uh-huh. clock king. Uh, clock king. I almost said Time Lord, but that's Doctor Who. Uh, Who? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, you know all Heroic. about you know all about Doctor Who being in England and all that. Yep. Yep. He travels through all time and space, always to fall into present day England. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just kept. It didn't have the same feel. But then again, you know, I did read the other two first, and so I got the dark and gritty feeling mm. and mindset and then went into this and it was lighthearted and that's more than likely how it was designed it was designed to be a lighthearted issue okay uh, and so i think it was well done as josh said i did like the artwork for it it just didn't feel the same as other dc books that i've read okay cool interesting point um so 
it's well known fact that uh courtney um the character of star girl is based on jeff john's sister um hence he takes such a um a keen interest in her character development um one of the things i liked about the idea of the star girl book um is the fact that it's yet another way or another step towards bringing the justice society into play um and what you see in this is you see a couple of jsa's in there you've got star girl you've got stripe you've got crimson avenger um over in infinite frontier you've you've already seen the alan scott green lantern you know there's still people missing there's no i can't remember seeing wildcat there's definitely no power girl um so if you're going to start bringing the justice society back let's start with bringing back some of the heavy hitters um is this book aimed at me probably not it's a fair shout you know both josh and matthew picked on this is a lighter book for sure is it aimed at the fans of the tv show i think so yeah probably is and you know what and if that's your bag you know what one of the things i love about dc especially in um it's multimedia is that it doesn't just use the migraine plug and play methodology where characters are kind of interchangeable you want something dark and gritty fine you've got your your um zack snyder um justice league uh, film if you want something light-hearted and crazy you've got suicide squad or birds of prey if you want something that's a little bit more thought-provoking a little bit more out there you've got joker you get lots of different types of you know if you want honest <coughs> superhero stuff you've got shazam you know and that and that's kind of one of the things i like about dc is the fact that can they can flip the tone quite readily and they've got characters that allow that rather than trying to pigeonhole people or pigeonhole characters into that well and uh, and the flexibility whenever a big tv show or a movie comes out they're able to work the comics around that i mean mm -hmm. you, look, you look at aquaman yeah we saw an influx of aquaman books around the time of the movie definitely um you know we saw you know an influx of shazam books around the time of the movie so same thing with wonder woman are all those books going to be you know for everyone no i think a lot of these books are going to be geared towards people who don't don't know the characters like we would and that's a really good observation to make when you consider that this book deals with a lot of history mm -hmm. whether that be the actual history or a revamped history to allow yeah. the characters to exist it's it's a starting off point mm -hmm. um so to be honest i always think of star girl as dc's versions of kitty pride yeah um and i'm going to sound absolutely sacrilegious when i say this but i'm not a huge kitty pride fan either <gasps> so. no <laughs> blasphemy blasphemy why <laughs> and then um, there's me i'm just like Meh. cool all right there you go so three books uh two uh winner winner chicken dinners a third that you can maybe maybe kind of um have it's a look at dinner. yeah yeah stick it in the microwave five minutes high, high heat uh, high heat sounds like uh, i did it last night just stuck it in the microwave yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <I'm gonna go. laughs> all right so, so I, I do have i do have one thing i, I wanted to talk about 
Uh, this is actually kind of kind of some breaking news that could impact DC Comics. So it was just recently announced that the merger of Warner Media and Discovery oh. is now going to be called Warner Brothers Discovery. I saw this. Mm. I saw this uh, over the weekend. Mm. Um, so the theory here is that at some point, therefore, is it not Discovery's held owned by disney and therefore disney will be able to produce marvel and dc comics mm. Mm. or more importantly could we or does it increase the possibility and this is pure speculation of a dc marvel crossover movie um i if you're asking my opinion probably do I think it's a good idea? No, because as much as as much as the Marvel movie franchises are all hugely massively successful, it is plug and play. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think you'll find that without um, it'll be interesting to see. I should say how the next Phase Four films do. You know, the Eternals, for example, is you speak to the man in the street about Eternals, it's just another superhero team. Mm-hmm. Comic book fans, the Eternals are a little bit more than that. Right. Um, so, I would hope that if Disney and therefore Marvel end up owning DC Comics, I would hope that they still have the DC um, identity and don't end up just being Marvelite. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like how Marvel can technically do uh x-men movies now because disney disney owns fox right yep yeah so if they we haven't seen a disney x-men film yet because there's still some rights and you know uh uh, rules that they have well we're we're still seeing sort of that issue with spider-man i mean look look at venom which i'm really excited for by the way um but let there be carnage dc (sighs) (laughs) what johnny what you complained that i was gone we we are here for you johnny okay no no, no, it's fine no hey you can you can talk to us anytime okay (laughs) (laughs) just know i might might be able to talk but do you listen that's the question that Um, is a good question (laughs) just just know by the next episode Batman Urban Legends number four comes out featuring Red Hood. Really? Yes. You don't want to play this game? You do not want to play this game? I kind of do. All right. There you go. Challenge accepted, my friend. Check us out as the machine and Josh go to war with. Oh, Matthew, stuck in the middle. Or you know what? Future, future fair, state, Gotham number two. If only I could put in the this is awkward thing on the screen. Well, <laughs> the, the problem is, I know where this is live. This is absolutely fall, boom, straight. You know, Matthew would go with the red hood side, apart from that Gotham uh, future state Gotham book because it's got no colors. So I don't, I don't, I don't so, know, so, Johnny. I haven't uh, seen, I haven't seen what you argued with yet. So, so, yeah. so to be fair, the red hood in future state Gotham is just hood. There's no red yeah, future, I, I haven't read the next the next book yet. Uh, 
So we'll Just we'll have to see see how it goes. Uh, if they decide to, you know, actually put put in the color back for Red Hood, and actually, you know, then it'll be all good in the hood. Then it then it will be something, something. I'm leaving. Leave studio. Where do I go? Bye. I think I think I think Josh has been hanging out with Thirteenth Crusader too long with that bad joke. Look, he's he's dealt with us for those this whole video. He he gets to put in a few things. Right. There you go. Finally, I can say, don't forget to check out the UCPN for all your favorite podcast shows, including uh, the, Josh. The one and only Flipside Focus, your home for all indie comics. Exactly. Glad, to have, glad to have that back. Definitely. Just, there have been some absolutely sparkling books. Ooh. Definitely. And uh, Matthew, what's that uh, gaming thing you're on with that yes. whole card stuff and don't forget to check out the jank think tank where you see me and josh's or sorry josh's faces i'm the pretty face he's just there <laughs> look his, his beard is better than mine at the moment so we we accept it but make sure to check that out uh we do match the gathering content we talk about uh decks we play games we talk about combos even do spoiler reveals wink wink uh, and then I've got a TikTok channel called Knights Declassified Magic Survival Guide, where I discuss different formats, game styles, and combos as well. So make sure to make sure to check those out. And of course, don't forget the old timers comic book crew, uh, old timers comic book show. I almost got the title of the book, the <laughs> show wrong. Um, where you get to hear all the original stuff about old characters such as <laughs> Lady Clearface. All right. All right, so I am your host, Johnny the Machine Hughes, once again saying adios. <laughs> <laughs>